BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as it popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love scary movies. This is Doug Loves Movies, Scary Movies Edition, coming to you once again from Call It Whatever You Will with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, October 11th, 2020. And my guests today are Ricky Lindholm, Haley Joel Osment, and Mark Weber. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Let's meet you all individually, shall we? Starting with the star of The Wolf of Snow Hollow, Ricky Lindholm. Hi, (laughs) Hi. Ricky. Hi, why is that funny? (laughs) Um, the face you made was funny. See, that's why I oh. don't want to see. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's Hi, Doug. You? you made a face like I'm the star of that movie. I think you are. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's really a kind of a small cast and you're, you're definitely, uh, you know, top three, I'd say. Yes. Uh, in terms of like story and stuff, I got to see the movie. They sent it to me. Oh, I should turn on my camera a second. Show you what. Show you the glass I'm drinking out of. Um, but anyway, they haven't sent it to me. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. I mean, I've seen like little pieces. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, though. I mean, I could shoot you the link. <laughs> yes, please. Will you? No, I meant I was going to watch it tonight. It's on iTunes. I was going to watch it tonight, but I haven't. Are you going to buy it from iTunes? Yeah. <laughs> or I would. I'd rather have the free link. Well, I wish you had this to uh, drink out of while you watch it. It's oh. a Wolf of Snow Hollow glass. Can you oh, see I that on it. there? Yeah. yeah I'm drinking fancy. a little Lambrusco. So anyway, um, the movie is, uh, like you say, it's available on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'd be super fun to see it a drive-in right now. I do, too. I want to try to do that at some point. And if they played at a drive-in, I, if I worked there, I would, like get some wolf hands and, uh, you know, slap them on somebody's windshield during a crucial moment, (laughs) maybe give them a heart attack. But what do you say about the movie when people ask you, you know, what it's about? Because obviously it's, it's easy to spoil story. You don't want to give away too much. It's about uh, a serial killer in a small town and we don't know if it's a werewolf or not. No, it's very funny. The discussions about whether or not it's a werewolf because everybody's got their opinions. It totally reminds me of uh, now and uh, COVID, how people have opinions about the, the science. And in, right. and in Wolf, of Snow, <laughs> Wolf of Snow Hollow, people are just, it's a werewolf or it's not a werewolf. They just make up their minds and then just stick with it. And it's, uh, it's pretty entertaining. Jim Cummings wrote and directed it. People might know him from his first feature that he did, Thunder Road. I love that movie too. And uh, yeah, and then uh, he did this movie with you and the late great Robert Forster. I know it was his last role. Which and he plays a um, you know kind of at risk senior, so yes, it's really uh, it's so great good. to see he's... him one more time. But it's also bittersweet. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, must have been amazing working with him. I loved it. He was so nice. He gave everybody <laughs> um, letter openers that are like personalized. So if you work with him, you get a Robert Forrester letter opener. And I, I cherish mine. That's so cool. I hope it never gets used by someone as a murder weapon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that wouldn't honor his legacy very much. Well. <laughs> no, I live alone, so that would be bad. Well, thank you for uh, for being here. And uh, oh, where did you film the the movie? Because it's a beautiful City, small Utah. town. Where? Right, out, right outside of Park City, Utah. Oh, okay. So that yeah. Park City is pretty fancy. So this is like kind of like the suburbs like of Camus, Park City, Utah. Like things like like just like small towns outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, uh, and it must have been, was it just cold the whole time? It was so cold the whole time. <laughs> I always like prosthetic makeup and cold weather bother me in movies because I just feel bad for the actors. <laughs> Do you, if you notice my character was wearing earmuffs, like the first day I got there, I was like, oh, it's like a character choice. I think she would wear earmuffs. I just basically didn't want to be cold. Oh, but it is a, it is a character choice, character yeah. choice because she's not a cop that cares about people thinking she's tough. Right. <laughs> and and Ricky did not want to be cold. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks, also man. joining us today, uh, return to the show. He's been on before. It's Haley Joel Osment. Hey, dude. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Excited that you're here because you also have a movie. All my guests today have movies that people can go see. Uh, you're starring in The Devil Has a Name in theaters on demand and digital this Friday, October 16th. That's correct. Yeah, it's uh, Alfred Molina, David Strathairn, Martin Sheen, uh, Kate Bosworth, just a and uh, directed by uh, Edward James Olmos. So just a really, really awesome cast. And he acts in it, too. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And that was quite something to see. I, I got to have a couple scenes with him where he was running the show and playing this really outrageous character. So that was super did fun. You guys, did you the two of you hit it off because you both have three names? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we had met before uh, in the meetings that we have. <laughs> to try and weed out who among us are assassins. Um, but uh, he's the coolest guy. Everybody loves hanging out with him. He's definitely someone who, who spends lunch uh, talking with everybody and sharing stories and everything. So a real piece of cinema history that you get to be with. That's super cool. Um, and it's based on a true story, this movie? Yeah, a really crazy and and you know it was relevant when we made it, and it's even more so now, uh, three years into the Trump administration, about uh, oil companies who were uh, basically when you pull oil out of the ground, you create uh, more of a volume of radioactive water, and it has to go somewhere uh, to be <laughs> to be sit in the ground to be radioactive. So they started surreptitiously pumping it uh, underneath agricultural land, which they are still doing to this day, making the produce and the ground radioactive. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> oh. So we're not looking at a happy ending in this movie, I'm guessing. No, but there are some funny moments. Uh, I have a car chase in a yellow Hummer with David Strathairn. So there's there's moments of lightness uh, of, along with the apocalyptic ecological disasters. <laughs> I feel like that's David Strathairn's first car chase ever. It might be. <laughs> I guess he didn't have one in The Sopranos. Could have. <laughs> yeah, I guess he could have there, but uh, definitely not in Good Night and Good Luck. No. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being here, dude, and uh, I'm excited to to see this movie. A an Thanks. incredible cast. Oh yeah, that that was one of those where I you know got the email and saw those names already attached and was like, I I barely need to look at the script to know to say yes, but I looked at the script anyway. Yeah, you might as well double check and make sure it's not like about how you get drunk on the radioactive soil water. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn into a soil water monster. <laughs> Lots of prosthesis. Yeah. Good five hours every morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also joining us today is the oh-so-patient. You know him as, uh, I first became very aware of him when he was Stephen Stills in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mark Weber is here. Hey. Hi. Hi. How's it going, man? Good. I just I just took a, um, a it's called a germ warfare shot from Erewhon uh, with garlic, echinacea, oregano oil, grapefruit seed extract, and lemon juice, and my stomach is feeling a little weird. But other than that, I'm great. 
All right. Well, keep us posted about that. And, you know, if you have to I run will. off, we'll just, yeah, no. we'll, we'll hold down the fort. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. That's why his screen is off. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't want to see what's going on over here. <laughs> we don't need to see all the faces you're making right now. Nope. Oh, man. Uh, writer, director of The Place With No Words in select theaters and on demand in a couple of weeks, October 23rd. Yep, that's right. It's The Place of No Words. The Place <clears throat> of No Words. The Place completely lacking the words. Yes. <laughs> that's right. The place of no words, and it's um, it's based on a a written work. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it, and it's um, uh, it stars my my actual son Bodhi. We shot it when he was three, and my wife Teresa, and uh, it's our attempt at making a film about uh, death and grieving and love and loss. Um, yeah. These movies that we're talking about today, they just, each one is more fun than the last. <laughs> and, um, okay. So, oh, so it's not based on, it's, ba it's your original story that you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it myself and, uh, it's, um, it goes in and out of like a, um, reality and fantasy realm. Um, and it was pretty cool cause I got to, uh, work with the Henson company who did my creatures in the film, the grumblers, um, because me and Bodhi kind of go in and out of uh, a fantasy realm based off of stories that he has told me in real life. That's super cool. You, um, do all, uh, do all four of your offspring appear in the film or is it just the one? No, just the one. My, well, my littlest boy, Forrest, uh, makes a little little cameo appearance in the in the forest. Forrest makes a cameo in the forest um, as a <laughs> as a little baby fairy, and and uh, yeah. So, but no, it's it's just just mainly my my uh, my three year old Bodie. All right, as long as nobody else is uh, you know jealous or anything about it, I guess it's cool. I mean, they might, I, you know, my little girl might get bothered by it later on down the line. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe I got to do something with her, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You better get a project for her going seriously, just, just preemptively. So that she doesn't uh, get mad as she gets as she gets older. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for being here. And Oh, the, uh, you're going to have a premiere, which is kind of rare for movies these days, but it's going to be uh, drive-in style. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty stoked about that, actually. We're doing a pop-up drive-in in the Palladium parking lot here in Hollywood uh, on Tuesday. So um, I'm very grateful that we're able to pull that off and give people an opportunity to get out and go do something um, and still feel safe. So pretty, pretty stoked. Yeah, I really like the uh, the drive-in setup. I've uh, I've gone a couple of times, uh, you know, during this, and uh, it's it's so perfect because you just have your windows rolled up and you listen to it over the radio. And uh, I, I I I'm not gonna say I like it better than a movie theater. I prefer to see a movie in a theater, but boy, if you if you see a movie at a drive-in, then you and you're losing interest in it. You can just sit there on your phone. Nobody's gonna mind. <laughs> Yeah, totally. I know. And I don't, and I don't have to worry about really how people are reacting. You know, I'm in my own little, my own little bubble. Yeah, you're just standing in the back of the parking lot. Nobody's laughing. I know. <laughs> Although I thought about like, shit, you know, cars start pulling out. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. That's not good. If somebody just uh, flips the engine on and rolls out during the movie, but I know headlights just shine across the screen. I'm like, Oh God, please. <laughs> But sometimes somebody might, you know, need to leave because of an emergency, like they drank something weird before going to the premiere. Okay, that's what I'm going to stick with. I'm going to think that. Down. You're a warfare shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't have the exact reference ready to go. <laughs> is that what it was called? Germ warfare. What was it? it is yeah. germ warfare, and it is. Do, it's doing its job right now. It's killing, <laughs> killing all things in my body. 
That counter is so heavy duty. I went back in the before times when getting sick was just a minor crisis. When I'd feel something coming on, I'd go there and be like, give me everything you got. And he's like, all right, <laughs> take a shot of colloidal silver to start off and let me uh, mix some things up for you. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know from that stuff. I just, uh, you know, push through. Ride it out. That's my medicine. My medicine is to just ride it out. Try not to talk to anybody. Try not to look it up on the internet. Try uh, just don't. Yeah. Just try not to worry about it. <laughs> um, I do a box office report every week now because, you know, they're putting that information out there, and I, you know, it's not as interesting during a pandemic because. Uh, everything's making so little money and then there's just weird little uh blips like for instance the number three movie in the country right now is the re-release of hocus pocus wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how bad things are <laughs> uh i mean unhinged starring russell crowe has been in the top five for a couple of months now it's like oh it's not breaking any records other than, you know, it's longevity. And then of course, tenant has been the number one movie for weeks, but guess what? There's a new number one movie at the box office and it's called the war with grandpa with it's about from what I can gather from the commercials it's about, it's like kind of like grumpy old men with uh, De Niro and Christopher Walken. Wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, you know, raging in the, in uh, uh, drive-ins and theaters now with a 3.6 million take at the box office this weekend. Wow. Is the number Crazy. one movie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get out there, you guys, and uh, see some movies. Help out, help this out if you can. I haven't gone to a indoor theater because here in la it's pretty it's just not happening would any of you actually consider sitting inside a movie theater like i guess if people wore masks and stuff no no i don't think so yeah i mean ricky just won't even leave her own closet <laughs> <laughs> i did go to the drive-in though i went to mission tiki that was fun oh where's that it's like it's not that far from here it's it's oh. i was a passenger so i wasn't paying attention but i'd say it's a 45 minute drive from la i want to say that it's in claremont or montclair i would back that yeah probably. yeah because those two are, those two are next to each other which cracks me up <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a west covina out that way but there's no east covina <laughs> so why i don't understand the distinction so um <laughs> i guess there's no east hollywood either this is all very confusing but um yeah, Mission Tiki. I haven't been to that one, but it is a, it is a reasonable distance. There's one even closer uh, if you live in the uh, center of, of L.A. or Hollywood uh, called uh, Vineland mm. uh, Drive-In Theater. And that's like um, it's just off of it's just outside of downtown by a few minutes. So it's it's pretty convenient. Nice. And, you know, and they show like they don't do double bills because, you know, they want to try to obviously make as much money as they can because it's pretty popular. So they just, you know, tend to show about eight different movies at a typical drive-in because they'll show a different movie on the same screen. You know, they'll show like a double feature, but they make people leave and come back in. Hmm. That place is great. It's family owned, has been since like the fifties. That's awesome. And their, their first, I think the first movie that they showed there was uh 20,000 leagues under the sea. <laughs> wow. Um, is that James Mason? James Mason and um, <laughs> Kirk Douglas. There was a drive-in movie theater in my hometown, but we would just like you pay to go in, and then you keep driving past the screen and like out into a cornfield, and all the kids would just drink like behind the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they only showed they only showed Field of Dreams and Children of the Corn. Right. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Amazing double bill. That would be. That'd be incredible. Um, so I'd like to ask each of you before we get to the game portion of the show, um, do you have anything to recommend that you've been watching? It, it can be, you know, bingeable TV or whatever, but you know, movies are uh, preferable here on Douglas Movies. 
Is there anything uh, any of you have, we'll start with Ricky, is there anything you've seen oh. lately that you'd recommend? Uh, Do you recommend anything? I I recommend, um, I, I've, I, I'm in that mental state right now where I'm just like rewatching you know what I mean? Sure. I'm sort of in that malaise. So I, yeah. I watched the Pelican Brief on a plane yesterday. Um, I, I'm not in a recommendation place. I gotta say, I, well, I, 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 I um, yield my time. What's that? He <laughs> <laughs> forgot to say, "Fuck you." I yield my time. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait. So <laughs> I just want to dig, dig into Pelican Brief because, um, like. Isn't that movie like tense? Isn't it, isn't it mostly a lot of tension? Like the well, I've already of, seen it though, so I know what's going to happen. You know that, yeah. You know who survives. Yeah, and, uh, I know who. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what the Pelican Brief is because I, I don't do. think I know that, and I saw that movie. Oh, it's the paper that she wrote in in grad school about pelicans. No, about who killed the Supreme <laughs> Court just, justices and why. So where does the word pelican come from? Uh. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I always thought it was called the Pelican Brief because who wants a lengthy stay with a pelican? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't think it was that clear. Maybe it's short for Pelicano. Was it a mob thing? Uh, <laughs> um, right. I'm just the show now is just me getting high and saying stupid shit to my guests and laughing to myself. Um, <laughs> Haley, do you have anything to recommend? Oh, man, it has been... You would think that I'd be getting through that list and the Criterion Collection and the immediate reversion to the you know comfort foods, so to speak. I think I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy the day of the shutdown. I was like, all right, don't burn through these too quickly. You're going to need every single hour this year. But uh, I have watched a show called Zero 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 on Amazon, which is about the international drug trade, uh, an amazing globe-trotting show in all sorts of languages. Um, I highly recommend that. Um, I rewatched Withnal and I recently. That felt kind of a, appropriate yeah. for the time. Uh, an oddly comforting film. So that's been that's what's in the, the DVD changer recently. Yeah, that movie's really funny, but also just for, for a comedy, it's got a lot of like jump scares in it. Yeah, like that are actually effective, you know. Like it's, yeah, and and Richard E. Grant, like uh, he's uh, just that 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 movie sort of introduced him, even though he, I guess he'd probably been in some things before that. Um, but he's been uh, he's been great ever since. I was so angry when he had his uh, uh, Oscar campaign for uh, "Can You Ever Forgive Me." The Withnal was nowhere to be found on any streaming service. And I was like, "This is such a terrible missed opportunity for a new generation of fans when they make it so hard to find. You got to do it on YouTube or something." So I thought that was sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like you get you get kind of used to the idea that you know if you want to see a movie, it's probably somewhere that yeah. you can. Uh, you can check it out, but uh, then when you hit those dead ends where it's not not playing anywhere, like I want to see the movie about. Uh, they made a movie called The Life of Riley, which was Charles Nelson Riley's one man show that he was doing in the you know years before he passed. And um, when he first started doing that show, that's when he officially came out. Even though everybody you know pretty much just lived with the idea that oh that guy was probably gay, but. Uh, uh, it, it just sounds fascinating to me, but it's not available anywhere. So if anybody listening has a copy, uh, hit me up. What about you, Mark? Do you have any? Uh... Well, you know, I've been I've been working on writing my next film. And so I, I try not to watch anything good during that time. Um, so smart. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of. Uh, Food Network is my go-to. <laughs> I do I do Chopped relentlessly. And, um, you know, and then Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives comes on, and that's always entertaining. But Chopped right now is pretty great. I caught up with it last night because they're uh, getting ready to battle Bobby Flay. So it's kind of just everything in the Food Network realm is just crossing over. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. I, it's down to like I think the, the finalists in Chops, whoever's gonna kind of go on to to go against Bobby Flay in Chopped. So yeah, Chopped is crazy because it's only each episode's only like half an hour long, so you get a quick quick resolution, lots of yeah, lots of mini cliffhangers throughout, and then 
when that show's over, then suddenly the knives are out and chopping again, and like another one comes on immediately, and it's yeah. really it's hard to walk away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, one hundred percent. My new thing that I've been uh, binging because I found a channel called Dogs on uh, Pluto TV, and uh, they rerun um, at least a few a day of this show that I really like called Lucky Dog. And the premise of the show is it's just a guy who each episode, he just gets a dog out of his shelter, teaches it, you know, trains it, makes it a good, you know, a good dog for, for somebody. And then the, the end of the episode is, you know, the dog getting its new home. You I'm cry just, every episode? Every single time I cry. It's crazy. I would cry um, every time. Man. <laughs> I'm crying right now. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's often somebody that's uh, disabled in some way. So the animal, the guy trains the animal to do exactly what oh, that person needs from, from a, a dog. It's, it's so good. That's great. That's great. And of course, uh, love on the spectrum. If you haven't seen that yet. Is it good? It's so good. It's so, it's just, you know, I mean, we're, in show business, we're surrounded with people that are on the spectrum, yes. you know, and it's like, so it's not, <laughs> it's <laughs> I not said that like, too fast. it's they just, you know, they're just, <laughs> they're just socially awkward. You know, that's, that's it. So like, these lovely people that just are having a hard time meeting anybody because, you know, the first thing they're going to say is probably off putting. But if you wait and hear the second and third thing they have to say, they're lovely, you know? <laughs> so it's a, a pretty entertaining show. I wish they'd make more of them because I ripped through all the episodes and now there, there isn't any more to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's really interesting, Mark, that you can't watch cool, you know, you can't watch good movies and stuff while you're trying to write because you just, you just don't need any of those uh, outside influences. Yeah, I don't like it. It really, it fucks me up, you know? And then you start, you get, whenever you get into a state of comparison, you're just, you're fucked, you know? Because then you start trying to make something for somebody or in a particular way. And yeah, I just get away from I, I, what, what I really want to be doing, which is investigating my own stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, I try, I try to stay away from it. Um, as much as I can, really. You think you know what's making that noise? I can't figure it out. It's definitely Mark. Oh, really? I think so, because because uh, I hear it and I can I can see Ricky and Haley, and they're not moving when the noise happens. It's just like you're brushing up against uh, the uh, oh. Oh. mat right there. What, Is it better? Okay, I move. <laughs> It sounds kind of like you're you're tossing poker chips from one hand to another. Really? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to put the poker chips down now. <laughs> oh my God, no, is I he a casino morongo right now? Apparently I know the listeners again. start to get like cra- a little crazy. Like, what? why does that noise keep happening? So I <laughs> <laughs> figured I'd take a shot. Um, it, my buddy Jeff Tate. He, he like strokes his beard a lot and he wears the earbuds. And when he strokes his beard, it makes that piece that you're talking to uh, make a very similar noise to what Mark was just doing. So I okay, think- I have I have your but not buds. I have headphones in and I have a big beard right now. So I wonder yeah, that's, that's what, what you're doing. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, leaning me. over in a really interesting position now. So that doesn't <laughs> happen again. <laughs> Welcome to Doug Benson, audio detective. Uh, today on the show, I'm striking out against people with beards. <laughs> um, let's go to a, uh, a little commercial break, and then we'll come back and play a game. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be. We will be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? 
Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. We're back. See, that wasn't so bad. It was over before you knew it. Um, I've been playing a game on the show lately that is a lot of fun because anyone can win, you know, because it's it's just such a weird, uh, the results in this game are so strange. It's called, I call it weird algorithm. <laughs> and it's based on the internet movie database, IMDB, their uh, algorithm that they have to determine uh, popularity of people. It's this crazy thing. I shouldn't be telling this to, you know, actors and filmmakers, but if you click on the cast list on IMDb, you can now refine that list so that it reorders everybody, the entire cast, it reorders them all in terms of their current popularity. Wow. Oh, dark. According to, (laughs) according to IMDb. So that's why I call it weird algorithm because it's very unpredictable. The only thing that uh, is that you can plan on is that there's going to be some weird choice that's that's been made, especially considering a lot of movies have someone who played a very small part in that particular film, but then have blown up in some other way. So they launch to the top of the list when they weren't even in the movie very much. Like for example, uh, the movie Scream, Drew Barrymore is number one because you know she has this new TV show but she's only in the first scene of the movie because as we all know, she gets, you know, murdered in that scene. <laughs> and yet she's considered the number one person in the cast, according to IMDb. So each of you is going to get a chance to go first, but also you can share answers. You don't, you, you, you can all agree on an answer, kind of like on, uh, on press your luck. Um, yes. And you can just discuss your thoughts about it. Press and then your everyone, luck. Yeah, you know the show Press Your Luck? It's back on uh, ABC I have a now vague with... memory of it, but I don't... Pre- like, is it the Elizabeth one that's like, no Elizabeth Banks is the host now, and they she'll say a, a multiple-part question, and then each of the contestants guesses what they think is the right answer, but they can all say the same answer if they want to. So that's all I'm saying, is that you can, you can copy off of your neighbor. <laughs> and... Um, uh, when I tell you the name of the movie, if you name the person who's the top build person, you get three points, second build, two points, and third build, one point. Anything below that is not worth any points. Play three rounds. You're first, Ricky. Wait, so do we name just one person or yeah, do we name, name all three? Just name one actor, but you can, okay. you know, you can discuss out loud your, your, your uh, My thought thoughts process? on this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the film that we're going to talk about first is the sequel to Scream, Scream 2. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the same actors. Some some different ones were slid in there. Well, I haven't seen Scream 2, but I feel like <laughs> Courtney Cox is in it maybe, or is she mm-hmm. in the third one? Yeah, she's, she's in a, there. She's in Friends, so I'm going to say Courtney Cox because everyone's re-watching Friends right now. It really is big. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Haley. I got to concur. I think the only other name I could guess for that movie would be Nev Campbell. And I think that Courtney Cox probably has the edge for the reason Ricky discussed. Uh, I'm going to have to go. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Courtney Cox. What do you think, Mark? Courtney Cox. (laughs) (laughs) Now, somebody has to be bold and disagree at some point. But uh, this is a good start because... Everybody gets to learn a very quick lesson on how stupid this game is because <laughs> Courtney Cox, who is the star of uh, not only Scream 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, but she's coming back for Scream 5. And uh, she is ranked fifth. What? According to IMDb for Scream 2. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, number four is Heather Graham. Number three is Sarah Michelle Geller. Two is Nev Campbell, the lead character in the film, came in at number two. And number one, I don't even remember him in this because I didn't even think I, I don't think I really knew who he was yet. Timothy Oliphant. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Ah. Okay. 
right? Well, we were all way off. Yeah. What's he? He's in something now, isn't he? Is he on the new Fargo? He's always in something. Yes, I think he is in that. I think he's in New Fargo, and uh, yeah, so people are uh, people are searching him, but uh, he's a. I, I love that guy. Uh, Justified's one of my favorite uh, uh, shows. I really liked him on that a lot. Yeah. So there you go. That's how weird this algorithm is. So don't feel bad. I don't. I take some wild swings at just like us guessing that maybe Brian Cranston was in it. We just didn't know who he was yet. <laughs> yeah, did Kevin Hart have one line or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens in this game. And in, in sixth place for Scream 2 is Matthew Lillard, whose character died in Scream 1, but apparently he's just an extra at a party in Scream 2, like as an inside joke. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or maybe Matthew Lillard just wouldn't leave. You know, he's like killed in the first movie. And he shows up on the second one. Hey, I don't see my name on the call sheet, guys. Guys? <laughs> and I don't see any Scooby Snacks over in, uh, <laughs> over at Crafty. <laughs> he was shadowing Wes Craven or whoever it was, like when all those guys stayed on for Thin Red Line at Guadalcanal or something. They just wanted to be there. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, I guess Ryan Philippe like sat right next to uh, Altman during the entire filming of Gosford Park and just learned all of his tricks. So look for that Ryan Philippe movie where everybody talks at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here's the second round. Start with Haley. <laughs> Scary Movie 2. <laughs> oh, man. Who was in those? Well, there was a scary movie with the Wayans brothers, and it was Anna Faris's breakout role. That's right. And then they made Scary Movie 2, and so they, they added some characters, and... Uh, Maybe Kevin Hart has one line in that. I'm feeling somebody like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody like There's, that. Is it sure. Tori Spelling in those? Um, feels like she should be, right? There's probably like a cameo from like like Mike Tyson and like somebody <laughs> like that. There's probably those sort of cameos like in it. <laughs> Just any pop culture figure they could get. Yeah, it's definitely got a weird mix of people. And I also, well, I'll say this after after we're done here. So I, I was hoping somebody would know anybody from this movie. <laughs> so what's your guess, Haley? I'm going to guess Damon Wayans. <laughs> if he's if he's in the sequel <laughs> i like it what do you think mark well i mean is 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 anna is anna ferris in the sequel uh um, in all of them right I think she's in all of them yeah well i'm gonna go anna ferris then why not yeah um i'm gonna go kevin hart literally no reason i've never seen this movie but i'm gonna guess he had one line in it it's, you know, it's such a distinct possibility. It's not yeah. that it isn't the case here. But, uh, <laughs> congratulations on having an amazing, uh, you know, an amazing guess. I took a big swing. Yeah. Um, but this is what I almost said. I didn't want to give too much away, but damn, IMDb so white. Uh, both of the weigh-ins are in this movie. They created the first movie. And somehow Marlon Wayans is number nine wow. on the cast list. And... Sean's even further down the list. Uh, number eight is David Cross. Um, I'm just giving you the highlights because five is uh, uh, James Woods, I guess, is in that movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh. And his, his name probably gets searched a lot these days. And then uh, Natasha Leone came in at number four. Oh. But then in number three and putting... Mark Webber on the board with one point. It's Anna Ferris. Hey! Oh! <laughs> You're running away with this thing, Mark. And then uh, number two is Tim Curry is in there. And uh, wow. nice to see people are still interested in Tim Curry because yeah. he's awesome. And uh, number one, this makes me so happy. Number one is Chris Elliott. Whoa, Chris <laughs> Elliott. <laughs> And it must wow. be just a Shit's Creek thing, right? Yeah. Because everybody's binging the shit out of Shit's Creek. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. You mean it's not because of Snow Day? Snowplow Man? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's probably true. Oh, wow. Great. That dude, though, he's he's a treasure. And, uh, you know, Ricky uh, worked with his daughter. Yes, I did. Abby (laughs) Elliott. One of them. Yeah. And Bridie. Have you met Bridie? I've met her. I've never worked with her, though. She's great, too. Yeah. The whole Elliott clan is awesome. Family. I yeah, did a film great. that uh, she wrote and directed and actually shot in their childhood home with uh, uh, her parents as a cast as themselves in the movie. So wow. I, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a movie called uh, Clara's Ghost. Uh, she did a really awesome job with it. I'm the only non Elliot character uh, in the movie. <laughs> wow. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm putting that, I'm writing that one down next to your recommendations. <laughs> Plugged some more stuff. Yes. Clara's what? Clara's heart? Clara's ghost. Oh, ghost. Because there was uh, Clara's Heart, I think, is a Whoopi Goldberg movie. <laughs> I think. Somebody's Heart. Co-starring a young uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Huh. Um, yeah. One more round. Mark is in the lead. Here we go. With a whopping <laughs> one point. One point to zero to zero. You're yeah, killing. The beard, the beard is taking this thing. I'm terrified of that thing coming back, though, and scratching. You should see the position I'm in right now. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you in that position. No, it's okay. Give me the next one here, Doug. Let's go. I'm, I'm okay. getting nervous. All right. <laughs> this is a classic from the 70s with an amazing cast. Of oh, shit. Interesting people. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's the motion picture called Carrie. Oh, oh wow okay well which i they think i think oh. they should have called that carrie movie <laughs> mm. well i mean it, i oh i i mean i want to say sissy spacek but of course uh, she's uh you know Wait, wasn't she john travolta in that movie that's the one that's yeah, it's Trabs gotta be john travolta yeah. i think uh, who else is in that really lots of people in it you can only think of those two. There's other famous people in it? Well, yeah. Hmm. Uh, the woman who played her mother, Piper Laurie, they both got nominated for Oscars for a Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, but if but if John Travolta's in it, then it's got to be it's John Travolta. I mean, I, I like that attitude. I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pro-John Travolta. The, the man is awesome yeah, in so I'm, many movies. Have you all seen uh, In a Valley of Violence? Mm-mm. No. No. He's super funny in that. It's um, Ethan Hawke and his dog go to a very small Western town where they meet uh, Karen Gillan and. Um, oh, yeah. I want Lisa Farmiga. Yeah. And, um, and uh, stuff happens, and uh, John Travolta is the sheriff, and he's, he's really funny in it. Nice. I want to see that. Yeah, it's. it's well, I'm glad you said it, Ricky. I think it's 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 John Travolta. Then it's got to be. I agree. Yeah, you guys are all pretty uh, pretty pro Travolta. I'm gonna concur. Um, but yeah, it had. Uh, it is an interesting. Um, well, basically, no matter what happens now, Mark wins because we all have the same answer. Well, you're all oh, saying John see? Travolta. Yeah, see, nobody's taking a chance. Uh, I wonder if there's another. I feel name. like I should. I can't is Kevin Hart in it? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart's like, is that pig's blood? <laughs> I'm like thinking through the movie. I can't think of any other people in it. I feel like I want to shake it up because I'm just automatic loss if I don't. But Well, the greatest American hero, William Catt, is the kid who took her to the prom. Mm-hmm. And Nancy Allen from um, the RoboCop movies, um, is the you know bitchiest of all the all of Carrie's tormentors? Well, maybe uh, I'll go with Sissy Spacek just because of the yeah. Just wait, I got to try take, to win this thing. Yeah, I got really? yeah. I I still think it's John Travolta, but you know, it's automatic say. loss if I guess that. So I might as well roll the dice. 
All right, lock it in for Sissy Spacek. Haley's locked in for Johnny Travs. <laughs> I want to do like a, a jar of jelly beans, though, like 99 like the, John Travolta's. You're like the guy on Jeopardy. It's like, I'll take second place because at least you get $1,000 more than third place. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Marcus, uh, you're sticking with John Travolta? Oh, 100%. Locked in. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's do this the most suspenseful way possible. Uh, Nancy Allen is nine. William Cat is eight. Sidney Lassick, who played the, um, like, I guess he's probably the principal or a teacher who gets violently murdered at the end. He's number seven. Amy Irving, formerly oh, Mrs. Steven Spielberg, mm. uh, mother to some of his children. Um, number, oh, wait, I didn't, I didn't write down number five. What's wrong with me? Uh, four is Sissy Spacek. Damn. Damn is right. Lost. And then, uh, number three is Piper Laurie, who played her mother. Two, the great PJ Souls, <laughs> who many of you would remember as uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's friend in Halloween, oh. who gets the shit murdered out of her. I don't know why she's number two now. She also starred in Rock and Roll High School, which is another uh, classic if you like that sort of thing. And then number one, John Travolta. Travolta. You nailed it, Mark. <laughs> I'm so impressed that you were just so confident that he would be uh, number one for sure. But he probably is number one in any movie that he's in. Um, congratulations, Mark. <laughs> There's no prizes or anything. Did he leave? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. He, oh, no. He, the germ warfare got the best of him. He likes to win and dash. <laughs> Let's do plugs starting with uh, Ricky then. What have you got uh, coming up? I obviously. Yeah. Watch the wolf. Uh, no, hollow. Wolf? Oh, hello. Is that Mark? Yeah. Oh, Hi. God. My, my thing died. My thing died. Sorry. Well, you won the game. I did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were congratulating you, and you were just like quiet. <laughs> no, I was you screaming. I never win winner. anything. Yeah. You to us, you were just having a contemplative win. <laughs> you were just chilling there, not touching your beard. Um, but yeah, you you took it down with the with the confidence of John Travolta. So, uh, congratulations what did I win? on that. There's no prizes really. We used to. The guests used to play for people in the audience, and so that was fun to, to win some prizes for them. But, uh, you know, I mean, if you have any requests, do you have any, is there anything I should give you for winning today? No, no, I think just, I'm just bragging rights and I feel really proud. And, you know, I wanna, I wanna thank you, Ricky, because I would have not thought of John Travolta. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> This is a great accepted speech. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to, if there was a tie, I was just going to give it to Ricky because she plays a cop in, uh, in Wolf of Snow Hollow and, um, a brunette uh, you know, cop. I don't mess you with believe cops. It? I don't mess with cops. I love the scene where, where, uh, the guy's putting up the sign and you, you don't like what it says. And you, you, you know, you ask him if he could take it down and he's like giving you a hard time. And then you like go, is that your car over there with the expired plates? And he's like, whatever you want, officer. <laughs> I think the guy who did that role was the editor of the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. He did a great job. He was also yeah. editing that sign. Yeah. Per your instructions. Yes. Um, so let's uh, recap all, all your plugs of these movies because um, – Shit, I don't want to say it wrong. What's the title of your movie, Mark? The Wolf of uh, Snow Hollow. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Uh, the Place of No Words. And you can pre-order <laughs> it right now on iTunes, but it comes out October 23rd. Every All the streamers, all the places yeah. you can stream. Except on for demand. Netflix. If you demand it, you'll be able to see it. Yes. The Place of No Words. I love it. Uh, Haley Joel Osment. Yes, sir. And the devil has a name. Starts Friday on demand and digital. Widely available. I think iTunes, uh, Amazon, Vudu, all the all the big ones. So, well, thank you so much for uh, for participating. And 
Ricky Lindholm. Yes. Wolf of Snow Hollow out now. Scary. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Haley and I are in Bobo Supreme. We're in yeah. uh, this Tim Robbins web, um, podcast that just came out uh, this week, too. That's What's right. it called again? Bobo Supreme. Isn't that what it's Bob, called? Yes. Bobo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B-O-B-B-O. And it's uh, uh, on Spotify, the first episode, and then the rest of the episodes available on Patreon. And since we're, t- uh, let's give all three of the projects we're in simultaneously. Uh, have a good trip on Netflix, Ricky and I also. Do. Yes, we oh, and I just can't stop working together. Let's <laughs> have a good trip. Duo. I can't believe you haven't seen it, Doug. It's so, it's so up your alley. It's different people. It's kind of like drunk history, but it's different people telling stories of trips they had. And Haley and I are in a reenactment sort of like, or like a, after school special kind of yeah. thing about tripping with Ron Funches and Maya Erskine and Armin Weitzman. Yeah. Oh, that sounds super fun. I, you know, I may have heard about that or been, you know, asked about it at some point And like, I've, I don't have any tripping stories. That's I just, shocking. it's just not my, it's just not my experience. I just like, I've just been weed and alcohol and that's pretty much it. I took mushrooms a few times, but you know, I didn't really see shit. Oh. Yeah, I got I got tripping stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably where you discovered the place with no words. Yeah, well, there's no words. Of. All right, have a good trip of words, um, and that's about it, I guess. Oh, I've got a plug. This is exciting. We're doing stand-up comedy now on like rooftops and shit. Yeah. So wow. I am going to be performing on top of the parking garage at the Irvine Spectrum, where the uh, improv is in Irvine, California, home home offices of Taco Bell are there. So it's a great, great city. And uh, <laughs> I'll be there on Saturday, October 17th. And Kurt Braunohler, Sarah Tiana, Greg Fitzsimmons, and Donnell Rollins are the other performers on the show i want to see the show that is a that is a fucking fun show with five comedians who can't just stay home during a pandemic they gotta gotta perform Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh did i say the date saturday october 17th thank you again to all of my guests ricky lindholm Haley joel osmond and mark weber this has been a delight and i hope john travolta listens to it I just can really, really put a little bounce in his step to know how much everybody loves him. <laughs> and um, oh, and I close every episode with a line from uh, the closing line from a movie. And uh, so, as always, let me sleep. Hooah! <laughs> now it's time to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold is viewing prowess, makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.